0: John chapter 10, uh, 22 through 42. So let's listen to God's holy and inspired word. At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you were the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the son of God. If I'm not doing the works of my father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. Again, they sought to arrest him. But he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. It's the word of God. All right. Well, uh, as I said, I read from the, uh, in our call to worship, the Good Shepherd passage. Christ describes himself as as the good shepherd, the leaders uh, that uh, lead his sheep, and so that leads us into uh, this festival uh dedication at Jerusalem, and um, the Jews are pretty fed up with Christ at this point they're getting they're getting a little irritated at uh at his um, uh, at his parables and his is somewhat declarations as Wes said on Sunday. Um, it wasn't quite the time yet for Christ to announce his um, uh, his messiahship directly. Um, for one, the people would not have uh, recognized him as such because they wanted a conquering uh, king to come. They they saw a political uh, a uh, political messiah, military leader to come and. Of course, this man, Jesus, didn't really look a lot like that. And so um, it wouldn't have helped the people or his disciples to really grasp what he was doing. And in a way, he did tell them, as we'll get into, he did tell them that he was the Messiah, but through parables and other means. And so they're fed up. The Jews are um, ready to uh, set this trap. Um, So they ask him, they're, they're fed up. So they say, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Tell us already. Just say it so we can uh, so we can uh, get on with this um, uh, prosecution here. And we'll get into some of that uh, later, uh, why they were setting this trap in the first place. It wasn't because they r- really wanted to know if he was the Messiah or not. They wanted to lay this trap for him to walk into. Uh, and if he said so plainly, then uh, that's the gotcha moment. They would have him. Um, as it were. But uh, so the, the Jews set this trap. Are you the Messiah? Tell us. Um, and so uh, now we move uh, into the Good Shepherd's response to that question. He says, I have told you. I've told you plenty of times. Um, but you have no ears to hear. You did not believe it. Um. <clears throat> You saw the works in my Father's name. You saw these things that were being done, the miracles, the fulfillment of the prophecy of the Scriptures, uh, which is their, our Old Testament, uh, but their Scriptures at the time, the fulfillment of those, the miracles you're seeing, um, done in the Father's name. And uh, we read in our call to worship the people, um, the split between the Jews saying, you know, other, this man's a demon, he's insane, this guy's crazy. Um, but the others, a bit more rational, said, Well, no, you know, when we look at the scriptures, it, it, he can't be a demon. Those things, demons can't do those things. These are works of the Father, but they still couldn't wrap their heads around um, that even though um, Christ was fulfilling the scriptures, they, they couldn't see past that. The, uh, our, our God had not, uh, Father had not opened their eyes, as it were. And so um, they did not believe. And he said, he tells them why. He says, "You are not my sheep, um, because my sheep uh, listen to me, listen to my voice." And uh, so, <clears throat> some uh, water. <clears throat> so, um, so we see Christ's response that. Uh, to the question, are you the Messiah? He says, I've told you, you have no ears to hear it. You have not seen it um, because you're not my sheep. So then he goes on, Christ goes on to say uh, who his sheep are. So we look now at the, the good shepherd's sheep. So who are the sheep? Who are the um, the sheep of the good shepherd? Um, what we read earlier, and now he's, he's uh, bringing it back up again, that idea of his his sheep. So who are the sheep? Uh, one, they listen to the shepherd's voice, the shepherd calls them. His sheep hear; they follow him. He leads them out. Um, and in contrast, they—the um, sheep—as we saw in our first passage we read uh, today—that um, they do not listen to those who are not the shepherd. They will not follow those uh, that uh, uh, other. Uh, they will not follow the call of anyone who's who's not uh, the shepherd. Secondly, they are known by the shepherd. He calls them by name. Um, He loves the sheep. He knows his sheep, each one. Um, He he knows them so well that he's willing to lay down his life for the sheep. And finally, he says that the sheep, they follow the shepherd. They do what he commands. Um, They go where he goes. They follow him. Um, And again, in contrast, they do not follow the stranger, uh, the voice of the stranger, um, um, or lest they fall into their own peril. Um, So, Christ describing his sheep, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. And he goes on to describe the benefits of his sheep or for his sheep. And the first of those is eternal life or salvation, salvation. He says, I give them eternal life. Again, he lays, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Secondly, he provides assurance of their uh, preservation, that they will be kept um, out of danger um, of eternal uh, perishing. He says, and they shall never perish. I like one translation. It says, by no means shall uh, they perish, they shall by no means perish. Um, No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So not only we have eternal life, but we have an assurance of that eternal life and uh, perseverance, um, not through any means of the sheep, but by the good Father's hand. And so uh, we have that assurance. Uh, also they, um, again, kind of reiterate that, they are protected by the Father. It says there is no one greater uh, than he. No one is greater. Uh, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Elsewhere in Scripture we know it says there's no uh, no angel, demon, power of hell that can overcome uh, our Our God, so we have uh, a salvation and assurance of that to carry on, and uh, we are protected by uh, the God of heaven, and so nothing can separate us from his great love. <clears throat> so with that in mind, he turns again um, we turn now to the shepherd the good shepherd's claim, or maybe uh, second claim in this case because he's iterated it once but he's, he says it more directly this time he says, I and the Father are one and this is when, this is the moment where the Jews are really angry, they're already angry but that sets them off and he says, I and the Father are one uh, particularly the real Orthodox Jews are screaming at this point you know, blasphemy, how can you equate yourself with God And so they they immediately go to stone him. They grab stones uh, to to stone him. And we should note that um, though this would be a just punishment, um, it is unjust in that there was no formal trial. They're just taking his words and uh, immediately going for the stone right away. I'd like to read from uh, Leviticus 24 uh, where this... um, is uh, this particular punishment is written. Leviticus 24, 13-16. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring out of the camp the one who cursed, and let all who heard him lay their hands on his head, and let all the congregation stone him, and speak to the people of Israel, saying, Whoever curses his God shall bear his sin. Whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him, the, so, uh, the sojourner as well as the native. When he blasphemes the name, shall be put to death. And so, it might be hard to hear for our modern ears, but in a way, um, had they had a trial and formally tried someone who was proclaiming to be God, but was not God. And we know that this is not the case for Christ, being the God man. But if somebody had done that and blasphemed in the name of the Lord, they were to be stoned, and that would have been, uh, for us, that might not be a just punishment. But according to their scriptures, their own law, that would have been, and uh, they would have been in their rights to to stone a, a blasphemer in that way. So um, they, uh, those particularly, like I said, the real Orthodox Jews, um, in some ways, um, feel justified by this. They're they're good keepers of the law, and this man is blaspheming, so we're, we're going to stone him. Um, but uh, they say uh, Christ uh, kind of counteracts this, and, and they're going to pick up stones again, and he says, I've shown you many good works from the Father. Which of these do you stone me for? Um, and, of course, he knows why they're doing it, but he's kind of... Uh, uh, playing at them at this point. And they say, we're not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. And, and so we know that uh, this is no mere man we're dealing with, but the God-man, Jesus Christ. Um, and we confessed earlier, I like the Nicene Creed for this, uh, uh, discrepancies over the, uh, uh, through church history, the discrepancies over Um, the deity of Christ and the human nature of Christ and all these things. And so that's where we get um, partly from the Nicene Creed. It's kind of focused on clarifying that. And we read, um, you know, we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. And so uh, we... Confirm that together, what Christ says here, that he and the Father are indeed one. Um, and so, but Christ doesn't just claim this, but He, uh, the good, we have the Good Shepherd's defense of these claims. So he's claimed to be God, uh, claimed to be one with the Father in heaven. Um, so what's his defense for this? And uh, he brings that uh, defense in two ways. First, the evidence from Scripture, and uh, secondly, the evidence from the works, which we've Talked about a little bit. He's brought up a few times. But, uh, so the good shepherd's defense. Firstly, evidence from scripture. And uh, um, Christ says, uh, Jesus answered them. It is, not written, is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If you called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said, I am God's son. And uh, Christ here is referencing um, uh, Psalm 82. And I'll read that for us. Psalm 82. Says, God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, like men, you shall die. And fall like any prince, arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations, and so we see in psalm eighty two um, Christ um, is making an argument from the the greater to the the lesser to the greater here, when he says, um, in your law, in the I first should say, um, Christ sees the word of God, uh, the word as as infallible." he says scripture cannot be broken otherwise i don't think he would even use this as a as a defense but uh i think he uh obviously believed it but uh the the jews you know held scripture highly as well so he you know, he's using that um but even he says uh scripture cannot be set aside it's infallible it's authoritative and and so uh he he draws them back to again a, um, a, uh, the word and something they would have been very familiar with the psalm um, and uh, uses that in his argument so he's saying basically um, from the lesser to the greater um, speaking of little g gods um, in this psalm he's talking about these wicked rulers how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked um, those who were unjust Um, he says, uh, Christ says, um, if you call them gods to whom the word of God came uh, and the scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the Father set apart? Um, And so we have, if you call these evil men gods, then what's the problem with one who's been called and set apart and consecrated to do the will of the Father? Um, uh, You know, how much uh, greater is it that, uh, that he can say that he 's the Son of God uh, and so that's his uh, christ 's argument from his evidence from the scriptures um, for the for the claim of saying he 's the Son of God, but uh, the evidence from the works which you've talked about a little bit um, already those he was commissioned to do, and those that the Jews would have seen and um, had their eyes even even when their eyes were uh, Closed in a sense to not be able to see it fully would have understood that these are works from god, so those those two groups from earlier you know this man 's insane, or well no he can't be you know he can 't be a demon he 's doing the works of god it 's clearly the works of God, the Father in heaven. these are clearly good things the healing all the uh, healing that he has uh, done up to this point the um, uh, uh, all of those things, and so um, <clears throat> anyway, so the, uh, the evidence from, from the works, these people would have understood these things that Christ had done um, if rightly assessed that they would have been from the Father and in Christ even says if I do not do the works of the Father do not believe me if I'm not, if the things that I'm doing are not from God if they're not um, according to, to our, uh, our scriptures, if they're not um, if they're seen to be uh, uh, not in accord with who God is, then don't listen to me. Don't uh, don't believe me. But if I do them, if I do those works, even if you can't believe me, believe the works. Look to the works that I'm doing and see. Um, look at those first so that you might see that the Father and I are one. If you can't accept my message uh, as it is currently, look at, at least look at the works and let that uh draw you in and of course many of them still despite the evidence uh could not uh could not see they had not been their eyes had not been open uh to that and so uh in uh, verse uh yeah 37 do not believe me unless i do the works of my father but if i do them even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. And there he goes again. He said it again. This man, this, uh, blasphemer has said it again. The father is in me and I, am the father, he's claimed to be God again. He's just explained himself. He's laid forth the evidence. Um, and, uh, still, cause they're not a sheep. They could not hear. And so again, they tried to seize him. Uh, and, uh, he uh, had a miraculous escape uh, once again. It was not time for him to be uh, taken up yet. <clears throat> so the evidence was clear. And Jesus escaped uh, once again. And uh, he went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in those early days. And there he stayed. And many people came to him. Um, and so we see Christ has escaped. Again, people are coming to him. He's back where uh, John the Baptist was. And uh, the people were familiar with John. And um, this is an interesting note that uh, they say, though John ever performed a sign, the Old Testament prophets, there would have been signs to allude to their authenticity. But uh, John did not perform any signs, but pointed uh, to Christ and says that all that John had said uh, of this man was true. And so... Uh, though John himself did not perform any miraculous signs of, of a uh, uh, prophet of the Old Testament, he did everything that uh, he said about Christ uh, validated him as, uh, in that way. and so uh, the people began to to come come unto Christ and uh, <clears throat> so, uh, and they, it says that uh, and many believed. In Jesus, in uh, one note here, the word believed there. Um, I won't try to pronounce the Greek, but uh, it's there's two um, forms there. One is a simple mental assent or a belief. Just I, I believe that fact. I believe it. Um, that uh, to make the mental assent to something. Um, but this is uh, a little bit richer of a word for believed. It means to put one's trust in. I believe in you. I trust in you. I'm putting my, my faith in you. I'm uh, putting, uh, um, trusting that uh, uh, you are who you say you are and that uh, you'll do what you say you will do. So uh, these people were true, uh, true believers in that sense. It wasn't just the, um, that they, they believed in Jesus in, in kind of a superficial way, but they, uh, that word there is to, they put their trust in. In him. And. uh, So. uh, In conclusion. Just. uh, We can do the same. We can be those that. uh, When Christ. Calls out to us. When God. um, Calls out. When he pulls us. When we feel that nudge. That nudging to come. Will we be those that listen to his voice. Um, Those that will hear. Him. Him. Those that uh, will be known by him, called children, uh, sons and daughters of God, as we sang uh, in that first song, that we are who he says we are um, as a child of God, will be known by him. If we have those things, if we listen to his voice and uh, we know our place um, as sons and daughters, will we then follow him and go forth and live um, as our Good Shepherd does. And so, uh, just in conclusion, uh, we see um, Christ's claim that He is one with the Father. He's, he is God, uh, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, um, that He is who He says He is, um, our our Savior, the Good Shepherd, that brings us eternal life, that, by, that we... Uh, that they shall by no means perish, and that no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. and No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And so we see our good shepherd, the one who brings us eternal life, uh, that we might not perish. So let us put our trust in him, our Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd of his sheep. Uh, amen.